people call you a boss for paying 10K on technology, vacation, tickets, watches, you name it. But people call you dumb or gullible for paying 10K on strategy, website, branding, marketing, sales, coaching. You, your time, and your business are all valuable. Investing in them with bona fide guidance, tools, software, support, and infrastructure, all of which will revolutionize you and your business that will reap 10 times to 100 times ROI for a long time to come. Honestly, it is time to stop caring about what people can't see pertaining to your vision or understand pertaining to your goals and start investing to reach what you want most. Like I say, you can't make six, seven, or eight plus zeros spending pennies, nickels, and dimes. If you are tired that when people ask you how your business is coming, your response is, it's coming. Or, well, you know, business is slow right now. Or the classic, I'm working on it. And you haven't invested in your business. Are you actually doing everything that you can to help grow this business? Last time I checked, you didn't want this to be a hobby. You wanted to get paid to do this. Or maybe you're playing it safe because you aren't committed to doing whatever it takes to get your business to where you want it to be. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not, keyword here, I am not saying break the bank to invest in your business. You'll find many people that we all know in the industry or whatever industry you're in as a listener who would say, hey, I took out this massive loan. I took out a second mortgage on my house. I did this. I did that. I asked for this. I got funding. I got in investors, whatever it might have been, because they just knew it was going to work. That narrative, that story is great. It works on stages. It works in books. I get it. It is a very compelling story. But more than likely, it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of patience, and a lot of phases to get from the whole traditional rags to riches story narrative, which doesn't happen overnight. So I am not saying break the bank to invest. Be smart. Make wise decisions. But I am saying if you want this as badly as you want to breathe, if you want to achieve that vision, if you are sick and you're tired of being in this perpetuating roller coaster that never in that you'll never get off of to go to the next thing that you want to achieve you're going to have to put some time and money and effort and research and resources investing in yourself in your business to achieve i'm going to tell you something that i know we all know but we don't hear it enough you can not do it alone you can't do it alone you can't do it by yourself. You're going to need some help. What's up, digital world? You're listening to the I Digress audio experience with Troy Sanders. Social media, marketing, storytelling, business, culture, and more. Coming to you in three, two, one. If 10K was the gateway to clarity on the what, the where, the when, and how, to the who, coupled with your why, to get fast, stronger results, would you pay for it if you had it? Or would you find a way to get the money or align on a payment plan or something within that frame of thinking to make things 
happen? Obviously, these are meant to be rhetorical questions. These are meant to be moments of reflection. Analyze your business. Analyze yourself. Analyze your situation. And can you honestly answer to this point? Have you done everything in your power to move your business forward? And keep it to a simple yes or no answer. If you hesitated, if you couldn't give a confident, definitive yes, I'm going to lean more towards it's a no and you have more work to do. And let me also make it very clear. Many times we associate I'm doing all these things. I'm putting in all this time. I'm putting in all this reps as doing the most that we can. Look, if you're putting in a ton of hours and you're literally not seeing anything happening, you're literally not achieving the milestones, the benchmarks, the goals you have set predicated for yourself. It's wasted time. Let's stop glorifying time, just burning through it. If it took you 10 hours to write one page of a book, because you just felt, I need to crank that out. Versus, all right, I have an idea. I'm going to put some notes in it. Maybe that took five minutes. Go way a little longer. Do something else. Takes another five minutes. Then I'm going to really think through this thing. It may take me another 10 minutes. All right, now I'm, I'm locked in. Full hour. Done. Strategically, the person who spent the less doing micro moments and then went out when they were ready, got the same goal with the less time burnt, that those remaining eight plus hours could be spent doing something else more relevant, more efficient. Let's stop rewarding effort when it's equated to just time being spent. If that effort doesn't reap results in an efficient manner, that can be repeatable, maybe done even faster. It's just dead space. It's an empty effort. And let's be honest, there are many times we have empty effort and that's okay. That is okay. But I really want to challenge you here in this moment. The thing I want you to think about, disqualification. I'm sure we all have heard this phrase. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. I I used to think back to the the, the show and the way she'd say that line, I'm like, oh, oh no, no, you know, right? (laughs) And the thing is, we are juggling so many links. You are juggling so many links. You have to make quick decisions. Some links are staying attached, and others are loosey-goosey. If it takes too much time and effort to maintain the link for the greater good, you have to focus on the bigger picture. Time wasted here for a link that's too weak to stay connected means time not spent elsewhere tending to links that are stronger. These links could be friendships, colleagues, projects, efforts, so many different things. I don't know what the links are. I'm not here to read your mental receipts. But if I'm saying something and you immediately know what it is, just know I have no idea what it is, but I hope you work yourself through it as I'm working myself through it. The word I want you to think about on this episode is disqualification. Now, you hear that word and you're like, ooh, it feels kind of negative. But I want to change your thought process about that word. It's actually, in the right context, can be an amazing, powerful tool. Two words I want you to think about when you're approaching clients or customers or hitting your numbers or spending your time, disqualify aggressively. What do I mean by that? When you're able to disqualify that this is not a means to an end, this is not a good use of my time and effort, this person doesn't serve me the capacity that I need to be served, this campaign is not working, these things aren't tracking, this strategy isn't bringing the fruitfulness, the efforts, the results that I would like, the quicker you're able to make a shift. 
the quicker you're not wasting time and energy and effort and resources on things that aren't reaping or aren't beneficial to you to now replace them with efforts and tools and tactics and strategies and people and conversations and campaigns that can. You know, one thing that a lot of people are afraid of, a lot of people struggle with, it's not the building of the business. It's not the messaging so much. It's not the creation of the content. It's not about maybe assembling the team or figuring out the why. A lot of it comes down to sales. People are intimidated by sales. They're intimidated by the word selling. I have to sell something. They may either feel internally they're not worthy of the product at the price point that they're trying to sell it for, or they stumble with trying to answer questions that may come up about why this person should buy your product or your service, and it's just a whole mess. Selling is a very important part of keeping a business sustainable, successful, and quite frankly, alive. You need sales to get money. The money then funds the business. The money then creates the life that you want by the funds that you get by spending it on the house, on the car, on the vacations, paying for your child's college, putting it into investments, and everything else. When we look at the what selling allows you as an opportunity, we should change the narrative of why we feel so negative for it, why we don't want to learn how to sell properly, accurately, effectively, and efficiently to scale. When you set the narrative, assuming you're starting at zero, Assuming you're starting out with nothing, assuming you don't have an established growing customer base, you have to know how to ask. People are going to buy what they're going to buy. How do you make them want to afford it is the key question. It's not about whether or not they can afford it. Ask yourself, what can you do to make them want to afford it? I'm going to say that again. Ask yourself, what can you do to make them want to afford it. When you rephrase it like that, I'm, I'm not going to take no for an answer. I will take an added answer to the no. I can't afford it right now. Well, then you flip it and say, hey, here's the reasons why you need to come back when you're ready to afford it or find another means to pay for it or something along those lines. Or I don't want it right now because I don't trust it. Well, let me Expound more on my story, expound on my narrative, expound on my features, expound on my why, expound on my success stories. Settling for just no without any extra context puts you at a negative light because now you don't know how to reset, recalibrate your message, your presentation, your conversation, your pitch to reap the positive outcome that you want. You need that additive feedback so you can make modifications and adjustments and at the very least counter to see what the real reason the no comes from sometimes a sale doesn't have to happen now i'm gonna say that part again too sometimes a sale doesn't have to happen right now it doesn't mean it can't happen later there is a thing called active sales and passive sales Active selling is what you want now. That's what everybody wants. They want, here's my thing, buy the thing, sign the contract, let's move on. Get enough of them. You can always have things in the pipeline. So think about this. Let's connect to get you locked in. And then let's nurture to lead. Maybe they'll buy right away. Maybe they won't. But let me connect with you to be in your social universe so we can share a mutual circle together and I can be of service to you when you need me. If you remember from previous episodes, I always mentioned the thing called touch points. You need so many touch points 
to validate, to incur interest, to get someone to take an action and a secondary action and a third action, to have someone think about your product, your service, maybe even you, you being that emotion that they give them that, hmm, this person, this product, this service could be the pathway to the vision I want to create. I need this in my life. Now, do I have the money to buy it now? Yes. Is the demand there? Yes. Do I trust them? Yes. Then there shouldn't be much friction to not buy it. If there is, we need to figure out what it is. If they don't have the money, okay, but they still see the value, okay, and they still trust you, okay, what can we do? Is it a payment plan? Is it a sow the seed when you have the money come back? Is it a, hey, you need this so badly, you might want to ask for someone to help fund it or find different ways to get funding so you can get it right now. Again, you want them to make them want to afford to buy it. All of this comes with understanding sales. And I get it. It's intimidating. Maybe your heart is beating faster. Maybe you're sweating a little bit. Maybe you're a little nervous. It's necessary. You can build the most amazing house. But if no one knows it exists, they won't show up and knock on the door. We got to get sales to be at where we need to be. Again, the word I want you to think about is disqualification. When you're able to disqualify, you can literally move mountains much more quickly. What do I mean by that? If I have 100 conversations today and I can only say definitively that only one said no and the reason why is they don't have the money to afford it and they don't trust the product and they just don't want anything to do with me and the remaining 99 i'm unsure i'm unclear they're just floating around in my email sequence they're floating around in my crm i have their business cards i have their contact information we did a few exchanges on linkedin so now you're hoarding this remaining 99 and so even though you may have other people you're talking to the next day you're still thinking about the 99. I wonder when they're going to get back in touch with me. I wonder what's going to happen. And don't let it go weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months. And you're still thinking about this 99 on this particular day. We've got to stop hoarding. Disqualification is going to rev up your energy and your effort to attend to people who are more in alignment to want to buy what your product, what your service, what your business has to offer. Again, it's all about connecting, understanding. Remember, if you remember, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, because I want to, repetition brings forth repeatable action that makes sense, that works. If you think back to my relationship status episode, I talk about Bay, buyers, advocates, and elevators. You see, the sequence goes like this. Obviously, we want buyers. Clearly. I need to be paid. You need to be paid. We got to keep the lights on. We got to keep the rent paid. We got to keep the mortgage paid. You know, money. <laughs> we need money. So we want buyers. But if in the first 10 minutes of the conversation, uh, they're not screaming, take my money, take my money, take my money. Uh, we don't want to create more friction. Clearly, they're not ready to buy right now. Or they don't trust us enough. Or they don't have the funds, the capital, the money to do what we need them to do. And that is okay. That is not the end of the world. That's not the end of the cycle. We're going from an active sale to a passive sale. And that sale doesn't have to be even through them. It could be through a referral from this person. Again, that's why when I say the relationship status of Bay, I'm thinking buyers first. Five to 10 minutes, if it's a no-go, cool. We switching gears. We're doing the shift. Slide to the left. And now I'm in advocate mode. 
Can I make this person be an advocate for my business? Where, hey, they see the value, they understand the why, and so now I can ask this person to be a vessel to connect me with community groups, business groups, direct businesses, decision makers, who through their recommendation, who through the referral, who through their acknowledgement of my value can now be a profitable movement, moment, referral, conversation, presentation, pitch for me. And in the same way for you. So now when you come in this conversation, then you talk about sales, talk about disqualification. I've disqualified that in this moment, they're not an active buyer. That's cool. Doesn't mean they can't be one. They're not one right now. Instead of me trying to spend the remaining time, a lot of that I have to try to transform and convince them otherwise, I'm going to now switch gears and see if I can make them an advocate. Now, maybe, just maybe, they don't want to refer. They don't know anybody. They're just done. That doesn't mean it's over. That's why we have the E, being an elevator. And the elevator is someone who simply chooses to be in your email funnel so they can be in your CRM or They engage and like and follow you on your desired social media platform of choice. Or maybe, shameless plug here, they subscribe to your podcast and leave an awesome review. Well, fingers crossed. (laughs) Either way, just that effort alone still means something. It still has value because an elevator can now become an advocate. And an advocate can become a buyer. And I also want to prime and say that you want your buyers to also be advocates and elevators. And typically, if they're a buyer, they're more likely to also be an advocate and an elevator at the same time. So in that thought process, when you think about it that way, it takes the pressure off the sale because I have a plan. I have a strategy for disqualification of them being an active sale possibility to now shift into a passive sale opportunity that within that passive sale, it could either come from them directly down the road, or it could come from them referring me to someone down the road, or through the activity from them engaging with my social content, my audio content, whatever it may be, that someone else could see it, interact with it, have curiosity about it, and then from that plug, move down the needle to want to buy what I offer. Sales is not (gasps) scary. Sales is all about psychology, relationships, communication, and consistency. That's really all it comes down to. The problem is, and if you think about another episode, I'll talk about failure. We have a fear of rejection. And on top of that, a lot of us have a fear of success. Either we're so afraid of hearing no's that it trips us up and we don't know what to do. We disqualify ourselves mentally from on to the next conversation because we're so stuck that this one said no versus, hey, it's going to take me X amount of time to get a sale. Okay. So that means I need X amount of conversations. So the goal isn't how many rejections you get. It's how many reps you get within a allowed amount of time. And you're disqualifying the people who don't want to work with you, who don't want to buy your product or service. And you're qualifying those who do. This is an opportunity. There are seven plus billion people on this planet. There's over 300 million people in the continent of the United States. So wherever you're listening, look at your country, look at your city, look at your region, and be like, okay, if X amount of folk told me no today, I still have so many other people who could be qualified buyers for the product or service that I offer. We are disqualified. We're in the disqualification business. If we want to go back for a second, I digress. (laughs) When you talk about, hey, 
It's okay if you don't want to buy my product or service now. Would it be okay if you just connect with me on my newsletter or connect with me on Twitter or connect with me on LinkedIn or connect with me on the YouTube channel? Whatever social media platform or medium of choice that you provide consistent content that's of high quality, that's of high value, that speaks to all the pain points and shows why your product, your service, your business is very important in this need. Just because they weren't an active buyer in this moment doesn't mean they can't be an active buyer later. There are many people who can't afford the new iPhone right this minute that, hey, three months from now, found a way, whether it's a credit card, whether it was they got a bonus, whether they saved money, they asked some family members, whatever it is, they saw it, they want it, they couldn't get it right then and there, but they did get it later. In the same way, your business could be the same thing. And so don't just think, a no was over. A no with context helps you make better decisions so you can understand and then properly disqualify those who couldn't do it, those who didn't want it. And that's perfectly okay. When you're sharing those insights in those funnels and you're sowing those seeds as that final task, no matter what happens from this conversation, I want them to be a part of my community, be a part of my funnel so I can sow those seeds, so I can give those insights there's no pressure. There's literally no worries. See, we put so much pressure on us because we need that money desperately. That money is the gateway to my 25K month, my 50K month, my 100K month, to a new home, to a new car, to the life that you want to create. And when you put all this pressure on this one human being to say yes, and quite frankly, that is an immense amount of pressure, like crazy amounts of pressure. We don't got time for that, nor do they. They don't know the situation that you're in. In this moment, it's all about them, their pain point, and how your service, your product, your business is a solution for that pain point, or it dismantles pieces of that pain point to help them be more successful, to alleviate some of that friction, whatever the case may be. You get my point. But again, I get it. You have limited time. That's why I don't have any of my episodes being longer than 30 minutes. <laughs> I value your time. I value my time. So here we are. And I also get it. You need money now. I need money now. We all need money right now. So time yourself on getting the right information and communicating properly to the people you're having these conversations with. See how long it takes you to get to that awkward pause moment where they need to figure out if they want to buy the product, the service, or not. And then you wait. You hold your breath. And you're praying that they say yes. You're praying that you did enough to convince them to say yes. And you're dreading all the possibilities of why they're going to say no. And if you have a counter for it and all that pressure can wind your mind, you get tongue tied. You don't know what you're saying. You talk too fast or talk too slow or you just bleh. And then it's just like, oh, this is just going worse. And again, this is all your head. They haven't even said an answer yet, but I get it. We need money. The pressure's on us, but we got to alleviate that pressure. Knowing how long it takes you to get to that awkward moment, let's say it's, it's on average seven minutes. So how do we prepare ourselves to subtly um, bring things to light in a more natural way that when we know we hit that seven minute mark, we're mentally prepared for it. We've also done the work to maybe alleviate some of the friction and the pain points that they may reject or say no along the way. So when we get to that point, we're better prepared for it. And when you have no pressure, when you have no worries, it's just a conversation. And when people feel that trust and that peace of mind and that, hey, we're just having a conversation, you'll feel more relaxed, but it'll also emit a sense of trust, 
a sense of persuasion, a sense of authority. Just like I just switched the tone of my voice and the pace so you can understand and feel comfortable and confident in this moment. Troy is giving some insights that it's of high value. He has positioned himself as a thought leader. I don't know if that's a the right word these days, but I'm going to go with it. I digress. And he's giving nuggets that make sense. Just by slowing down the tone of your voice, by letting the pauses break the ice, can help you be in a more controlling environment to get that trust, to get that validation, to spark that interest. Now, if you've listened to all these episodes and you got to this point, you pretty much know I'm a fast talker. But I like to think that I'm a fast talker where that anyone understands most of the time. I, too, am working through certain things. And when I'm in certain situations, like on stages and other things like that, I act different. I talk different. And sometimes when you're on one of these calls, you have to put yourself in a different mindset and say, hey, I need to do something different. I need to become a different person. Okay, in this meeting, I'm not short sandwich. I'm the strategy hacker. I'm confident. I'm collected. I have poise. I have power. I have all the answers. And I am not scared. I have no fear. There is no limit to what I can do. There is no limit to what I can achieve. The mantra I say, just get myself mentally in that place. And when we have that conversation, I ain't got no worries. I'm here to win. I'm here to make the best experience for this person. And if they don't want to buy my product, buy my service, invest in my business, whatever your CTA may be, it's cool. But just know I gave you a dope experience and I'm amazing. So I want you to leave with that, that maybe you'll come back to me later. You need to have that confidence. That's what you need to have. And again, all this comes back to building up the qualities and the strategies and the frameworks and the methodologies and the understanding and the poise and the practice all together with good messaging and high quality value that hopefully conveys the best of what you're trying to offer. And after all of that, you disqualify them, but not before you get the answer to why it was a no. And don't just let it be because of a no. Time is important. So the quicker you can give answers, make it make sense, share your value prop, and all these other things, the better it's going to be for you to go through as many people you need to go through so you find the gems that want to buy what you have to offer. Again, time is too precious. As I like to say, time is the most expensive commodity that you have. That's why I'm so thankful that you're listening to this podcast right now because I understand you don't have to. You don't have to make time to listen. Even though you may be listening subconsciously while doing other things, most people do when they listen to podcasts, it still means a lot to me that you took the time to listen to this podcast episode. Again, it's all about giving value, giving insight, giving gems. Like I like to say, giving you that lemon pepper to your fish. <laughs> we got to move fast, but we have to move fast while also thinking smart. And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Digress. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Troy on social media? You can find him on all platforms at Find Troy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you're listening. 
Looking for a marketing strategist to build the structure, strategies, and systems you need to get the success you want and the ROI you desire in your business? Book a discovery call to talk with Troy at findtroy.com. And as Troy's philosophy goes, imagination is the engine, content is the fuel, social media is the highway, marketing is the roadmap, sales is the destination, culture is the GPS. Thanks for listening. Yeah.